0: Night has fallen on the desert to mark this season when the veil is thin. Tested most feared place where dark night welcomes wandering angst. Dark night from the eye, all function takes out darkly and how deadly does she speak. But needs no candles now for darkest light. Cloudy death overshades the beam. Darkness in the air, and you are darkened in this action, sir. That the night can ill afford, the jaws of darkness do devour. Will we? We are for the dark. For some remote and desert place, quite out this. Landscape bear the ill council of coyote's song, carry across this thin Mojave air. Welcome to Desert Oracle Radio, and I believe the most eastbound location the show has ever occurred in. The best part of occasionally leaving my bunker in the Mojave where I never noticed the pandemic happened because there were no human souls one way or the other is that people sometimes have a story to tell and it's a story they're not going to tell to their Uber driver it's a story they're not going to tell on a Zoom work meeting you want to tell such stories in safe quarters when something happens that is first person it's kind of nice when we're talking about ourselves now and then miserable billions of people on earth for a moment at least we're the first person the main character because if you're not the main character in your life then who is Keep this in mind, because a little bit later in the show, I'm going to ask a couple of you to come up here and share your testimony. I know that y'all got something that has happened to you at one time or another that you can't relate in polite company. just a few minutes you don't have to use your real name we don't need your real ID but if there's something that's been haunting you this is a good night to share it in this dark and merry month of October Don't think about it too much, though. If you think about it too much, you're going to kill it before you ever give it life. A few years ago, this resident of a place called Wonder Valley walked up to me at a campfire. me one of the strangest stories I've ever heard, a story that did not have any parallel. You could not make a horror movie out of it, a web series, but just the deep weirdness of it stuck with me. This was probably four years ago. Anybody here ever been to Wonder Valley? Under Valley is the kind of place you go, one road in, one road out, about a hundred square miles of the driest, most barren Mojave Desert you'll ever come across, chocolate mountains on either side. One road in, one road out. couple hundred homestead cabins spread here and there. They call it Wonder Valley because people who wind up there are always wandering around saying, I wonder what I'm doing here. I wonder what happened. Cinderblock homestead cabins, meth shacks. Rattlesnakes. Bad choices. Mixed exits. You think you're leaving and then you're right there again. There's one bar, it's called the Palms. were brought in they're not native a palm tree gonna grow in such a place people keep to themselves sometimes the only person you talk to for a month at a time is the person who drives the water tanker who fills up your water the wells don't work. So it was a hot night out there. And like a lot of people do, when it's real hot and the swamp cooler can't keep up. this person had dragged out uh, one of those flat lawn chairs. Like a, a chase lounge. An outdoor chase lounge. Chase lounge just means long chair in French. Everything sounds better in French. And he fell asleep in the night and when he awoke there were little balls of weightless light little balls of weightless light that had grown seemingly up from the dry ground beneath him Around his body and ran down his legs and tumbled off the end of the chair. And he watched them sort of tumble and roll and vanish to the east. There's never an explanation for it. There's never an explanation for the greatest mysteries in life. I want to read you a description of a certain kind of light. Uh, This is from the folkloric classic by Walter Evans Vance, published more than a century ago. It's called The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries. William Butler Yeats wrote the introduction. Walter writes, This account was provided by a Celtic native of the Isle of Man who also served in the House of Keys, the lower house of parliament there, which was something that would make him more respectable at the time. About 40 years ago, one October night, I and another young man were going to a Manx harvest celebration. On the Glen Helen Road, just at the Berry Farm, as we walked along talking, my friend happened to look across the river, a small brook, and said, Oh, look, there are the berries. Have you ever seen that? I looked across the river and saw a circle of supernatural light. I've now come to regard as the astral light or the light of nature, as it is called by mystics, and in which spirits become visible to human eyes. The spot where the light appeared was a space surrounded by low hills and into this space and the circle of light from the surrounding sides apparently I saw come in twos and threes, a great crowd of little beings, smaller than Tom Thumb. All of them, who appeared like soldiers, were dressed in red. They moved back and forth amid the circle of light as they formed into order like troops drilling. I advised getting nearer to them, but my friend said, no, I'm going to the party. But after we looked at them a few minutes more, he shouted and took his walking stick and struck the wall behind us. And the vision went away. And the light vanished. Ever since reading that account many years ago, the light of nature is how I like to think of the strange otherworldly light that is often your invitation to experience the other side. When and if it shows up. In this world of drone shows and carpeting store grand opening searchlights and those eye-killing security lights people like to install on their metal buildings out in the desert. Being in a place dark enough to notice the astral light, the light of nature, is a rare and beautiful thing. As no matter what you believe about alien abductions and religious experiences, psychedelic channelings, or immersive gaming. Magic and Witchcraft, Revival 10 Hucksterism, Myers-Briggs Psychobabble, or Hank Williams singing with the conviction of a man who truly had seen the light. No matter what you think about it all, with your rigorous intuition, and your telltale heart, at the twilight between dusk and dawn you have got to ask yourself a question what light? A uh, blinding light one of those rare and purposeful lights that we are told strike certain individuals at certain key moments in their lives Tesla as a child in the Balkans Philip K. Dick in Fullerton Bob Dylan in Malibu Joan of Arc's Blinding Visions or St. Catherine receiving the stigmata from a beam of otherworldly yellow light sometimes sometimes I am accused of exaggerating the supernatural experiences that occur in the desert. It's true that for most of us, most of the time, being in the desert is just like being anywhere else. We got air-conditioned cars, we got good roads, we got gas stations, McDonald's drive throughs a home deal. It's the immensity of the protected land, the wilderness, national forests, national parks, Bureau of Land, management land. Millions and millions of acres of land that did not have enough water to support life. Land that needed to be set aside as watersheds for the desert cities. But the stuff is not unique. You don't have to go to Death Valley to see a monster. You don't have to go to Joshua Tree National Park to see a UFO. There's a UFO story you don't hear much anymore that happened right here in New York City in August of 1974. The witness was an immigrant named John Lennon. He lived at a dreary immigrant tenement called the Dakota Building. And on a beautiful August night in 1974, John Lennon saw a UFO. Nine o'clock at night, Lennon wrote up the whole encounter for Andy Warhol's interview magazine. I believe to this day there's a video floating around where he's talking about it on that patio. But for Andy Warhol's interview magazine, John Lennon interviewed himself using one of his many pen names... Dr. Winston O'Boogie. It goes like this. Lennon says, If you look closely at the Walls and Bridges album, Out Now, the album packaging, you will know, has a tiny notice saying, I saw a UFO. Why don't you ask me about that? Doctor Winston OBoogie. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Did you really? Were you drunk? Kai? Lennon. No, actually, I was very straight. I was lying naked on my bed with the windows open when I had this urge. Dr. O'Boogie, oh, don't we all? linen. So I went to the window just dreaming, dreaming around in my usual poetic frame of mind to cut a long short story. Hovering over the next building no more than a 100 feet away was this thing with electric lights flashing on and off round the bottom, one non-blinking red light on top. What the Nixon is that? I says to myself, for no one else was there. Is it a helicopter? No, it makes no noise. Ah, then it must be a balloon. Frantically trying to rationalize it in my all-too-human way, but no. Balloons don't act like that. Balloons don't look like that. Nor do they fly so low. Yes, folks, it was flying very slow, about 30 miles per hour. Below, I repeat, below most rooftops... Higher than the old buildings, lower than the new. All the time it was there, I never took my eyes off it, but I did scream to a friend who was in another room, Come and look at this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My friend came running and bore witness with me. Nobody else was around. We tried to take pictures. Gave the film to Bob Gruen to develop. He brought back a blank film, said it looked like it had been through the x ray at Customs. Well, it stayed around for a bit, then sailed off. Did you check to see? The interviewer says. Yeah, yeah. The next day, Bob Groon rang the Daily News, the Times, the police to see if anyone else reported anything of the sort two other people or groups of people said they too saw something. Anyway, I know what I saw. That's something you'll hear a lot when you start talking about weird stuff. I know what I saw. Do they know? Do you know? I have myself seen a uh, thing or two over the years, things I will never forget, it is enough to keep me looking at the night sky, which is beautiful and mysterious and weird enough on a normal night, with the Milky Ways spilling across a wide-open desert sky, but I don't really know what I saw. Some people say aliens and spaceships. Sure, is a popular theory over the past century or so. You blame uh, the movies, uh, sci-fi writers. You see a blinding white light on the horizon, a light that throbs like something alive. Now, this attracts your attention. This weird glob of light bewitches you entirely, and maybe an entity of some kind comes out and stares at you. Maybe it makes love to you. Maybe it gives you a mission, a direction. A uh, being of pure light... It might be wise and kindly, it might be terrifying, it might be all of this at once. There's a word we have for that experience, the word is awesome. To be in awe of something beyond any human understanding. We use it like for a good taco. If you were traveling a desert road and you saw such a thing until a century ago, you would generally assume you had come into contact with a god, an angel, a demon, a monster. Today you might think of a gray-skinned space alien about the height of a hobbit. but with spindly arms and big black eyes like an insect, like a praying mantis like George Van Tassel out in Giant Rock in the Mojave Desert north of Yucca Valley, California. You recognize a tall human in kind of a blue superhero costume with boots and a cape and long platinum blonde hair like a medieval king on a deck of cards. We have a baffling experience with a red-eyed mystery beast. If we see a shimmering matte black manta ray hovering low over the highway, if we find mysterious tracks around our cabin, we look for evidence of an existing mythology. We look on the internet. We look on the message. Have you ever seen anything like this? You know what I'm talking about. It's always the same. Did anybody see this? Do you know anything about it? Does anybody know what I saw? I was just outside smoking a cigarette. I was just taking the dog out before bed. This is Desert Oracle Radio, and I'm your host, Ken Lane. Come see us in Oakland at the Starline Social Club October 21st, that's Thursday night, and Sunday night, October 23rd, in Portland at Polaris Hall. Good night from the Voice of the Desert.